Hello, and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons, where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place, and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society, to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. Welcome to Dan's Talks. Uh, My guest today is Angela LaGreca, who has had many interesting careers, such as being a stand-up comedian in New York City for a period of time. She's been a producer of at least radio shows and, for all I know, movies, but I'm not quite sure. So I'll uh, ask her uh, a couple of questions and we'll find out what what's what. Angela, where where were you? Uh, are you a New Yorker, born and raised? Uh, born in born at Lenox Hill Hospital, so kind of close to where I live on the Upper East Side. And I was raised in Westchester, about a half an hour from the city. So, but with Long Island roots, my grandparents moved out there after. I mean, they come from an Italian background, Italian American background, where they lived in you know in East Harlem when it was all Italian and Irish. And then my grandfather was out in Patchogue, and he built houses and. Uh, I wish, you know, I had a contractor like that who was reasonable in the Hamptons because my grandfather would have been perfect for that. And then I bought a house out in in East Hampton 20 years ago. So that was, you know, I mean, and I've performed out there. I have had a crazy little career. Uh, I never produced films, but it sounds enticing. It sounds exciting. But I was a producer and still am actually a television producer for a long time. Uh, Chronological. Chronological. Oh, gosh. I graduated, I graduated from college. I went to Smith College and I was a government major and I did not want to go to law school. And I picked up a book that said jobs in the media. And I ended up, I wanted to be in TV journalism and instead ended up at a photography magazine called Modern Photography with Burt Kepler. I mean, what a bunch, that was like the original office. And if I had written about the characters at this job, which is why I took the job, I probably would have had a really nice house in the Hamptons. Um, and so uh, <laughs> so I worked as the assistant to the editor and I kept getting promoted and I left as the managing editor of this photography magazine in the editorial production department. And then I left the job. I did a very risky thing to be a performer, a comedian and a musical comedian. Well, before I went to comedy, the way you get into comedy is you sing at a lot of club dates, weddings, bar mitzvahs. If we played your wedding and your divorce, you got a 15% discount. So I was like a wet, I was like the wedding singer in in a in a uh, sequin dress and high heels, which to me at this point, the way I dress is like being in drag, but you know, so I'd never be able to go to Florida. Interested in that. I don't know. I, I think because I was always a good singer and they didn't know what to do with me because I combined it with comedy. No, seriously, I have a traditional, legit soprano voice, which makes no sense whatsoever with my I would be a character. I would I would not be the ingenue in a Broadway musical. I'd be like the Kay Ballard with the chest voice. And I didn't have that. So I ended up taking that incongruity and uh, and making it work for me in musical comedy and, and spoofing it. So that's what I really started to do. Uh, but I, I was a wedding singer and that's uh, such a long time ago. And that was hilarious. And then I met this guy and we formed a comedy team. Oh. Uh, this guy, Russ Mason, he was in like a sketch comedy group in Boston. And I wanted him to write with me for, for me. And he said, would you, would you consider performing together? And I said, only if you're serious, you know? So we did these sketches and we got passed at the comic strip and that was a big deal. And, 
then we had a falling out. And then I was, you know, unemployed as a wedding. I was a wedding singer with half of a comedy team and I didn't know what to do with myself. But the irony is that I sang many years ago at the Bath and Tennis on Dune Road in West Hampton Beach when that was, I mean, that was a whole other, that was an interesting scene. So that was a big deal before they renovated it and gutted it. It was, uh, it was hilarious, you know, and that was a lot of like, kind of like new money people coming in, you know, Oh, you know, they'd come out and they'd want to dance and we would, we would be the band, you know? So I did that for a bit. At Bath and Tennis in West Hampton, there were some uh, films made. Uh, Rob oh, you know, I don't know, but yes, there was a lot that went on there and there was a lot of stuff that <laughs> was a crazy job. I have some funny stories from that, but it was, you know, it was good. So I did, I did, I really did perform it all kinds of things. Like I did something, you know, with a 16 piece orchestra at the Museum of Natural History under the suspended whale. We're like a big law firm. Yeah. What was that? I, I, some corporate job and you think you're in show business. But then from that, I put together my own cabaret act, which you don't make any money in cabaret, but I made a lot of contacts. Then I met Joy Behar. I asked, I used to produce things that I wasn't even ready to be in. Like I would get really good people who I admired and I would see if I could hold my own as the MC or the host. And, and I could. So I, I met her. I said, I'm doing this, you know, benefit. I'd pick a cause, breast cancer, AIDS, whatever it was. You know, I would pick something and I would get people to do it. And then I became friends with some of these people. And then I ended up opening for Joy uh, at least eight years, maybe 10 years. So that was interesting. We went to Atlantic City and um, on my own, I headlined at Caroline's. I performed at Carnegie Hall. I've had a lot of different. That's like a whole. And I bought my house. Based on, sorry, uh, it's not, there was an earthquake in the city. Um, and I, uh, based on all my performing gigs, you know, being yeah. really, I just take the money and put it in the bank. And I was working as the, as the I auditioned to be on The View originally because they were interviewing anybody who was remotely funny, honestly, for that role. And I remember thinking like a producer, you know, my friend Joy Behar would be perfect for this. Like I almost said it in the interview and she did get it. I, and, uh, and when I remember we were, we were taking an escalator. We were shopping uh, somewhere, somewhere in the city, uh, Crate and Barrel. And we were on the upstairs escalator when she found out she got the gig. And I said, this is going to change your life. She goes, no, it's not. You know, she's always like, no. And she's pretty much the same person, which is great. But so I ended up uh, doing the warm up. I was an audience warm up person, which is its own job. Trust me, it is. It, there's not that many people who are good at it. And as much energy as I apparently still have, you basically are the show before the show. And I did that. I did that before The View, though. And I did that for a long time uh, there. And then there was a changeover. And I was getting bored, actually. And one of the writers left. And I ended up becoming the Hot Topics writer with Meredith Vieira. And that was life-changing in a lot of ways. What, what was that about? You know, it was a Writers Guild job. It was uh, it was more prestigious, and and really the best part of it was that at one day she came into my office and she said, "I just took a ride around the block with Jeff Zucker at the Today Show, and they want me to replace Katie Couric." Don't and she was like holding her stomach because she was nervous. And I said, "Well, maybe you should talk to them about it." And the short of it is, she ended up going and taking that job and with Matt Lauer as the co-anchors of the number one morning show. And she took me as her producer. I only said, I didn't even advocate for it. I just said, Meredith, I'm going to miss you. Cause we used to laugh. We used to just laugh so much and we just clicked. We got along and she said, come with me. So I ignored her as I like to do. And then I did. So then I couldn't perform at all because my schedule was pretty early mornings, pretty late nights, but it was a great experience. And um, so that's, yeah, that's, and then I was there for a long time, like 
you were living in the city at that time? Yeah, I was. I had the house, but um, I was living in the city, um, and I would go out there. I mean, she used to say on a Monday, "You were at your house this weekend, weren't you?" And I'd go, "How did, could you tell?" She goes, "I could just tell by your whole demeanor, because I could go to East Hampton." and come back in the same day. Like if my neighbor said, your daffodils are blooming, I'd be like, oh, I gotta go see them. And I'd get in the car. That's, you know, if you drink that Kool-Aid, you know people out there, you you know, they, they either get it or they don't get it. And right. so I was so, you know, enraptured with being out there that my heart on Three Mile Harbor, as I would get closer to the house, my neighbors and I, we would talk about how your heart started to read, you know, race a little faster. And I'd be like that last mile around the curve around East Hampton Point, when am I gonna get there? And then. I literally would do a countdown, you know, 10, nine till I pulled into the driveway. Seriously, that's how much I love it. So, yeah. You got back to the city. Yeah, I, I worked in the city and then, um, uh, oh gosh, I, there's too much to tell you about all that. But, but basically I went, then I worked on Meredith Vieira's show, which lasted two years and then it, it didn't get renewed. And then I was out of work for the first time, seriously, in, in a long time and really ever. And then I, somebody pulled me over to Sirius Radio which was, I was there six months and I was writing for Jenny McCarthy. It was, uh, it was uh, it, I thought that was gonna be, you know, different than what it was. It was interesting, but the person who brought me over ended up leaving. So I was kind of just there, uh, supposed to be her right-hand person. And then I got called to do Daily Mail TV, which was, you know, a bizarre job, but interesting. It's the most, the most read website is Daily Mail. And uh, they tried to make a TV show out of it. And they did it for about four years. I did it for a year. I was a little burnt out. And uh, that's when I thought, you know, I don't know if I want to work in TV anymore. I think I want to work in the Hamptons. I didn't think that was ever going to happen. I just said it to the universe. You know, they say you say, you say things to the universe and then they come true. How, how did it come about? They had an opening at LTV, which is the local public access TV station out there for an executive director. And they were looking for someone. And three people called me. They said, you'd be perfect for this. I'm like, I can't work out here full time. So I interviewed with the, the the chairman of the board there. And I said at the end of it, I said, you know, I have a daughter. I have shared custody. I cannot be out here five days a week. I would love to, I have to be honest with you, full disclosure. She said, we like you, see if you can work it out. But short of it is they hired someone else, but they created a position for me as creative director. And it was a part-time position with benefits. They said, you don't have to be here ever. It's up to you. And, and I took the job and I was there for almost two years. I mean, it was... It was hard because I was back and forth a lot. And, you know, it was like a big building with like five people working in it. So it was very different. But yeah. I, I'm proud of a lot of the things that I started there. I, I said, I, I remember saying, you know, we should, we, I did salon nights there and special shows. I would take a camera and go document, you know, certain things going on, you know, whether it was Guildhall or the Fisherman's Fair or, you know, I did a series called Who's Your Neighbor. So I had different people like Stephen Gaines, Bridget Laura. I did long pieces on them. They were interesting. And then I and then I said, you know, if you get fiber connectivity, you could get there are a lot of celebrities out here. They might be able to because we were trying to get rentals, you know, for to keep the place going and stuff. And um, and they did. I brought in a production person, Drew Barrymore, did a production deal with them because they had the fiber connectivity so they could broadcast from the Hamptons. You ever had an emergency? LTV is actually an important hub right in the middle of there. And uh, and they did. So she ended up she wasn't sure if she could launch her show in Manhattan in a studio because of the pandemic. So the backup was LTV. So it, it was an interesting, so I'm, I was proud of that. I was happy about that. And they're doing a lot of stuff there, doing a lot of events. So that's good. And then I, I got a call, <laughs> your boss, I guess at this point is, a, I got a call from some friends 
Rebecca Seawright and Judith Kaysen Windsor said, this is woman, Vicki Schnepps. She bought, she just bought dance papers. We told her she has to meet you. And she's done a listening tour. I'm like, who's on a listening tour in the middle of the pandemic? I said, I'm not going to meet anybody. I said, I'm not meeting anybody for dinner. I'm not doing it. They said, no, 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 no. It's outside at Calissa. It's heated. You'll... So on a Sunday, I went and met her and I was taken with her. I thought she was such a character and she had a lot of energy. And you know, Vicky, you know, that no grass grows under her feet. She called me the next day and we kept chatting. And then finally I said, you know, I don't work for you. I said, <laughs> because she was having me do things like, could you organize this Zoom with Bubba? You know, she was, <laughs> she was doing her thing. And I, hello, hello. I'm like, I said, you know, I, and then I, and then we ended up somehow I ended up at, that's how, that's somehow, that's how I ended up at Dance Papers. So and where are you I got to work with you, which was so great. I couldn't believe it. Where, where are you working now? So now I'm working with Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo has a new show on an, on a very interesting network called uh, it's well it's Nextstar but it's News Nation. It's interesting because it's growing the way maybe CNN and Fox at the time when not many people were watching it and they were like what is this 24 hour news channel? But that's what they're trying to do there and and it's actually been an interesting experience. So he um, launched the show. They launched I think in October and I joined in the beginning of December. So I left Dan's, that was bittersweet because I really liked Dan's. Um, but I um, I started as a writer producer there in the beginning of December. Are you working full-time out here on that show? No, I'm not out there. I'm in the city mostly. And he do, he really does it in the city. And sometimes he's out there, you know, because uh, he lives out there. So yeah, we had a night, he's, you know, he's great. We met in Sag Harbor and we had a coffee and we were, drove around in his Pontiac. And then I went to his house and we chit chat. I mean, he's friends with your friend Leaf from the, from the writers, artists and writers game. And so they, you know, yeah, yeah. So they meet a lot for lunch and stuff. So yeah, he's a good, he's so smart and he's very quick on his feet. I'm not, I don't think I've ever seen a talent in television and I've worked with a lot of different people who is that like, you know, he, he's, uh, I don't know how to explain it. He's really, really fast, you know, and he's very bright and he, and, uh, and he's challenging in that way, you know? So I have to put my like government head on and my, you know, I got to really get my news head on, you know, but, uh, but I appreciate him. So I enjoy well, it. Who else have you worked with that you think you, you really enjoy the time with? Well, Meredith Vieira is uh, hands down probably one of the best people I've ever worked for and with. And I, I actually consider her a friend today. You know, she's gotten 18 Emmy Awards. She is so low key for somebody in television. She's not someone who goes in and tries to take the interview from somebody else. You know what I mean? She's and then there, you know, people they used to say a lot about a lot of high profile, I won't name names, but you know, she's going to die, you know, with the red light on in her coffin. You know, people always have, she's not like that. <laughs> so, you know, um, but I really, I think I miss her, actually. She's doing a game show in California a couple months out of the year. And then, you know, I, I always come up for, with ideas for her, but she's, you know, she's pretty comfortable in what she's doing, I think. But I miss her, you know, because I, I just, I think she's great. You know, I really think she's one of the best people. Yeah. I worked with Barbara Walters because of The View, which was quite the experience. And I appreciated her because, uh, because she, I learned a lot from her, always to question the source. You know, you would get these, these, you know, these headlines and then you'd say, well, who came up with that poll? And you'd realize it was somebody who was, you know, advertising for something. And she was always, you know, questioning, you know, Angela, you know, and she was, you know, she was used to go, I, I would say things and she would say, who cares? You know, <laughs> she'd be like, she would be very like cut to the chase, but she was very, she would always get 
get it out of you, no matter what it was. She always knew the right question to ask. So yeah. she's so hard working. I've never seen anybody so hard working, honestly. What do you like to do when you're out east uh, as a contrast to uh, New York? Do all the work that I do. Um, I I love to have, I, I have people over in small groups. I do these because I couldn't perform for a while and I missed it. Uh, when I would get out there, I'd be, I have a studio in the back. That was really an artist studio, but I made it into like a performing studio. So it has like a stage and a piano and I invite 10, 20 people who I, I say the litmus is they can't be annoying Hamptons people. They have to be like nice Hamptons people who are creative. That's that's how I go, you know, not like and it's like what happens at the salon stays at the salon. Like, you know, I don't do it in a broadcast way. And um, and we really try out material. So Mercedes Rule, who was a neighbor down down the down the street. You know, she, uh, Joy, who's in the Hamptons, and Joan Hamburg, and, you know, whoever was out there, Robert Zimmerman, whoever my friends were, and other people, and I would, we would do comedy, we would do singing. I had a tag sale at my house once with, uh, I'm not, and this sounds like name dropping, it is hilarious, with Liza Minnelli, which was great, and that's a crazy story, but if you Google my name and tag sale and Liza Minnelli, it will come up on page six. And that was, you know, she just decided one day she just wanted to hang out in the woods and have a cheeseburger, I think. And next thing you know, I was having a tag sale and someone told her that I was having a tag sale. Oh, what's a tag sale? And then she wanted to come out and empty like an entire bin of, you know, furniture and glassware and dance shoes and drive out to the woods in a red fedora smoking like a chimney. I said, you can't smoke in my house. I said, it'll go up in flames. I said, it's I live in the woods, you know, long woods lane. Really? So, uh, and, and we had this crazy tag sale, which was, this was many years ago, you know, and you know what I found, I got to, I have to show you this. So I'm going through my house the other, like maybe two months ago. This is a Dan's papers, right? From 2008, Danny Polera on the cover and look, and I'm not, you know, and somebody who is Janine Chevio, a writer there. They did a, who's here on me in 2008. That really dates me though in April. Well, there Which you now. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I found that the other day. I was like, wow. Yes. <laughs> anyway, what do I like to do? I like to, I used to like to go crabbing in Georgica Pond uh, until it got the waters got kind of murky. And that's that's one of my favorite things to do. I don't like to even eat crabs. I just like to, the catch and I used to throw them back. Sometimes take them home, bring them to people. I like to garden. You know, I like to cook. I like to sing. I like to read. I have a ton of books. I'm never going to live as long as the books I have. And that made me sad the other day. I was like, I'm not going to be able to. I have, you know, things I want to just, I, it's hard for me to sit still. And when I, like, if I take a week's vacation, by the time I'm relaxed, it's like day six, you know, <laughs> right? Um, I like I used to like to go to tag sales with Joy Behar because we used to think that was so much fun. What else? I used to go to the Springs General Store and then it closed. That was my little breakfast because that's not far from my house, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I miss, you know, I mean, I have my little, I have my little spots there, you know, my little fave go-to places. When you do things at your, the studio building, is that transmitted out in? Uh, no, in no, in my house, the studio there? Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's private. It's just in my house. I'll invite you. You should come over. It's fine. I, I actually, I had to, a producer, uh, actually a, a big network person uh, in California, when we were talking about these salons, he said, I'd like to see that as a TV show. You know, who can you get, you know, but it's so private to me and it's so much fun. I don't know why I'm talking about it because it's private, but it, but it, but it, to me, that's like one of the most fun things is that you can try stuff out. Like I took a, I took the Southampton 
writers conference writing workshop last year because I have all these stories and, and I'm always writing other people's stories and not that I don't like to do that because I do but I never get to my own so I took this Wednesday through Sunday class last summer uh, for three hours and I, I was so happy with my writing and that made me feel like oh I'm not doing what I should be doing you know but you know and then I, I wrote well I wrote in the morning I drove to Southampton you know how far that is from East, from Springs and then I went back and I wrote at night and for five days, I wrote, I have like a bunch of little things that I need to work on. And of course, when the, you know, the workshop is over, that's, you know, I, I haven't looked at it since. So that bothers me. I mean, that's the beauty of it out there. It's naturally beautiful. And there are interesting people out there who are, you know, creative. And that, that to me is everything, you know? Yep. I see that. Thank you very much for being on the show. For my giant exhale. I appreciate it. I love your dance talks. It's fun. And I miss working with you. And I know I will see you this summer. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dan. Bye.